So what's the word there, Mark? So uh, our, our media guy was uploading the full service and that uh, eats up our internet for like. Tell him to close BitTorrent. He can <laughs> download Oceans 13 later. <laughs> You're listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. We help digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. Learn more about our conference, regional workshops, and online training and resources at thatcc.com. Well, welcome into That Church Podcast, where we help digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. Hi, everyone. I'm Van Baird. I'm one of the co-founders, along with Justin Dean of That Church Conference. And in today's episode, we are joined by Mark Weaver. Mark's on staff at Vail Church in Bloomington, Illinois, and he has an incredible passion to see people from wherever they are in life's journey to discover Christ and his purpose for their life. And he has had the opportunity to serve with some of America's fastest growing churches and believes wholeheartedly in serving people. And I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation with Mark today. But before we get to that, as this podcast episode goes up on iTunes, that church conference is gearing up for our second intensive workshop in Chicago. It's on Tuesday, April the 25th. So what, we're less than 13 days away. We're going to be at Soul City Church with a room full of church communications folks helping digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. What's a one-day intensive workshop, you ask? Well, it's going to be a room full of people just like you, learning from people just like you. And we've got a great lineup of speakers. And these speakers are prepared to not only speak from the stage, but also give you homework, give you assignments, and start teaching you to implement what they're teaching you right away. So that's why we call it the intensive workshop. Our lineup of speakers is Lauren McAllister. She's the social media manager for First Baptist Jacksonville, Florida. And her topic, Down the Rabbit Hole, Turning Negative Social Conversations into Positive Ones, is so timely uh, in the world that we live in and with some of the comments we have to deal with online. Really looking forward to learning from Lauren. Mark McDonald, church brand strategist. He has written a book recently called Be Known for Something, which is ironic because that's the name of his company, Be Known for Something. And he's going to be teaching you ways to know whether your church brand will succeed and maybe more importantly, how do you fix it if it's not? So he'll be doing that from stage. Ben Stapley is the creative arts pastor from Liquid Church, and his topic is on processing church communication requests. And if you're in that title at your church, you know what we're talking about. Monday morning hits and it's all these requests for what can go on the bulletin or what can go on a screen or what can go on the website or what can we tweet out. So how do you deal with all those? And so Ben will be walking you through that. Danny De Los Reyes is the media pastor at North Place Church, and he'll be speaking on creating and sustaining a thriving volunteer culture in your department, and he is one to speak on that. He went from no volunteers to 50, and so he will be teaching all of us how do you implement that and how do you implement it well. Hey, if you can't make it to Chicago, we will be making the videos from that day available to our pro members on thatcc.com. Now, having a pro membership is probably the best way for you and your team to get your hands on all the content on our website. It's practical, hands-on teaching from folks doing what you're doing at your church. And for just 49 bucks, you could sign up, you could watch the Chicago workshop, and then you could cancel your membership. Now, why would I tell you to do that? Well, it's because we've heard from dozens of members that have had that same intention, but once they saw all the amazing content 
that the pro membership gave them, they all stuck around, ironically. So the best value overall, for sure, is the annual membership for $489. But feel free to sign up for the monthly, check things out, and then if you decide to go with the annual payment, we'll credit that first month back to you, no problem. Well, let's get back to our interview with Mark Weaver. It's a really practical conversation on the process of moving a first-time guest through the process of assimilating them into your church. It's the guest experience from the street to the seat and how to engage them to your church's intentional movement plan. And he actually shares uh, Vail Church's intentional movement plan to help them those first-time guests take their next steps to fully engage in your church's mission. And Mark even has some graphics that he shares on his screen. If you're a pro member, you get to watch the entire video online versus just the audio version here on the podcast. So sit up, don't relax, and learn from our time with Mark Weaver. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us back here at That Church Conference podcast. I'm Van Baird, co-founder of That Church Conference with Justin Dean said co-founder of that church conference what's going hey, on Justin? what's up van i'm excited you? today man we are talking to uh an awesome who i think is gonna be a new friend i, I really like this guy yeah he's 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 awfully ugly though I mean, we, we might just do the audio only version of this one um uh, we've already that's kind of talked call. about the mm-hmm. awkwardness of how good looking he is but that's okay, <laughs> that's okay. um but uh yeah so when this goes out it'll be closer to march but today like in real time we just started our coaching groups uh with carrie kent how did that go we did yeah sat in on uh, carrie's first group went really well um people just started diving in quickly with like what they're struggling with um so hoping that those will continue to be uh, a good thing for the church and um you know definitely there's there's room to start more we've got uh, Phil Battle wanting to start a group, um, and we just uh, won't let him. We just won't let him. So. Put them off. Yeah, leave him in the uh, bullpen. Yeah, I mean, He's not ready yet. He's out of rookie leagues. He's in the minors. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a call up when we need it. Well, no, for everybody else listening, to tell everybody briefly what those are about and why we're doing them and how they can get involved. Yeah, I mean, you know, our whole goal is to uh, to help equip churches, and um, you know, we've seen coaching pop up here and there. And we thought, man, we, we have such this broad connection to all these wonderful people who uh, are in the church, real practitioners who are in the trenches as well. And uh, we thought, well, we could, we could connect people with, with coaches for sure. Um, But uh, somehow we got around this idea of let's start groups where we can collaborate together. And I think that came out of feedback from our events. I mean, people at our conferences always walk away going, man, I would love to connect with three or four people and have ongoing conversations with them and, and uh, be able to collaborate with them and share with them and just, just know that, Hey, we are in this together and someone out there knows what I do and appreciates it and has the same struggles. Um, and so that's what we've done is we pair people together from churches of, of different kinds into little small groups. Right. And we connect on uh, video conferencing and it's all led by, you know, experienced coach coaches. And uh, you know, we're, we're hopeful these are going to go really, really deep and actually uh, help people with practical, tangible needs as well. But also that, that support, that prayer and everything that goes along with it, uh, I think it's going to be even more impactful. Yeah. And if people want more information, we're just, we're on the website. Is it? Just go to that cc.com slash coaching, or you go to the website and click coaching up in the corner and uh, you can sign up there. We've made it incredibly affordable, uh, especially if you're a pro member, it's even more affordable. 
Um, so you get some savings there. It's, it's definitely, definitely something you want to check out. Yeah. So part of, you know, that growth has been from connecting with so many people. And our guest today is one of those folks that just through the conference, through other people, um, through, you know, viral tweets, we ended up getting connected with. And so it's my pleasure to introduce Mark Weaver. Mark, how you doing? Hey, I am doing really well. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Thanks for joining us today. Awesome. It's, it's fun. I'm excited to dive into this. Yeah, for sure. So Mark, for our listeners, just kind of catch them up on how you got into ministry and what you've been doing um, before today, you know, to get here. Gotcha. Um, so uh, my name is Mark. I serve on staff at a church called Vale Church in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, if you rewind about 13 years, um, I made a, a decision to follow Christ in my best friend's living room um, because I was really just kind of uncomfortable with church and all that stuff. And so it took them uh, pushing really hard into um, stuff that was going on in my life, like pretty much typical pre-youth pastor story things. And uh, just dove into the fact like, hey, God has a purpose for you. Um, your past doesn't define your future. Had all those conversations I never heard when I would go to church um, just because I, I never really connected um, with the people on stage and the people around me. And so when I was 17, made a decision to follow Christ, um, finally got connected to a church when I was 19. Uh, that church um, gave me opportunities after time after time that made zero sense from, hey, you can play a guitar. You should be in the worship band. I'm like, what? Um, hey, you should sing a song. What? Hey, you should, you should share your story from the stage. What is happening? Uh, he eventually got to a place where uh, the, the church's youth pastor, he discipled, coached, whatever you want to call it, um, but took time out of his life to invest into mine and got me to a place where I said, hey, I want to, I want to do this for someone else. I want to do this for other people. And so apparently that meant I should be a youth pastor. And so um, at the ripe age of 21, with a solid 16 college credits, uh, moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma to be a church's youth pastor um, for a whopping $750 a month. Whoa. That seemed like a lot of money um, when I was in college because I could figure out everything I could buy calculating rent, utilities, groceries. Um, and so uh, from that point, I served, served at a bunch of different churches. Um, uh, some, I mean, once again, opportunities that didn't make sense. Uh, I met my wife when I was in Oklahoma. That's probably the best thing. And uh, just served at really great churches um, that did things really well and just learned a lot from a lot of different churches. And in this season of learning from churches got really drawn towards the system sides of how churches get things done, how they move people, um, mm -hmm. how they, in a sense, close that back door, all, all that sort of stuff got really drawn towards that, um, which led to um, my position now at Vail Church, where I serve as the Connections Pastor, which incorporates our entire guest services team. Um, our, we call it intentional movement because we hate the word assimilation. Um, but our intentional movement plan, and then also um, our groups plan here at Vail Church. So that's what I do now. That's awesome, man. That, that's definitely uh, quite a journey, but I love the position you're in now. And I think, you know, I think both of us have, have come from uh, churches that are more systems oriented, lots of, lots of planning, emphasis on branding and things like that. And I know that's, um, that was a huge emphasis where I was at, at Mars Hill. 
Um, but you have successfully navigated that um, and this caring for people and building relationships um, and putting people first above the process. So I'd love to chat with you about that. Like how does, how does that process work out in, in your position there at Vail? Yeah, I think the, the biggest, the reason why I'm able to do it, I, I think better is because I did it so bad before. Um, because I was so drawn towards um, these systems and the results and, and how your, your work can be quantified. Um, I like that more. And I would say like I, I pursued um, those goals and, and career moves more than Christ at some point. Um, and it, it permeated to my family life and permitted my relationship with God um, where if I could systematically do things, if I could systematically plan the date nights with my wife, if I could systematically plan my quiet time with God, um, I could check the box and say, wow, I'm a good pastor. I'm a good Christian. I'm a good husband. I'm a good father. Mm-hmm. Um, and about in, in 2014, um, I realized I was not. Um, and it was a really strong reality that, that I had to face, had a hard conversation with elders at my church, um, which led to another hard conversation to my wife after that meeting and to a really, I would say, a hard eight to 10 months where we were trying to figure out what, what would life look like if we weren't in ministry and be okay with that. Um, and through that process, I got connected to Vail Church and, and reconnected with the lead pastor here. And um, one of the coolest things is, is I was given this role that's very high with systems. When you look at the assimilation side, you look at the group side, but then it's also very people driven. I think one of the things that was just kind of birthed out of this um, was this idea that, hey, people, people matter more. People have to matter more. Um, the, the process is there to serve people. And we always have to keep that in the forefront of our mind. So that, that's kind of what, how I always have to remember to posture myself because I understand like, I'll probably always be drawn towards, ooh, I hope we get 32 people baptized out of our 34 baptism queue rather than um, looking at them at, hey, these are individuals who've made an incredible decision to follow Christ and we want to serve them and pastor them and minister to them into making this decision um, as a Christ follower. Yeah, it's amazing how we can get caught up in the systems and we forget why why the systems are even there in the first place like the you know the intention and purpose behind doing them and i think that there's there's a way to find that balance we can't just nonchalantly go about everything and hope it works out right Um, like systems definitely have their their place but um i think you and i relate a lot like that. I think that I can, uh, I can rely on systems so much. Like I, I like I am notorious for my calendar being blocked out. Like there's not a free moment in my calendar because I block out free moments. Yeah. Like, you know, everything is, is scheduled. I can, that hour. I can fill that hour. Yeah. <laughs> that unused hour. Yeah. That's the way my mind works too. Like I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't just veg out and do nothing. Like I always have to be, doing something productive, Um, but at the cost sometimes of actually connecting with people. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. I want to learn more um, too about your actual plan. So, you know, you, you have an assimilation plan there, which you call what an intentional movement plan. Yep. Walk us through like, what, what does that mean? This is in the, the word format. Um, but this is kind of how we view um, a guest to what we call a partner here at Vail Church. 
And so the first thing that we, we look at are like, what are our main entry points? How are people getting to our doorstep? Um, whether that's a digital one or a physical one, um, how are they coming to our church? And so we, we came up with, hey, we have, we have a website, we have social media, we have invites, especially events. People can read this stuff. But these are the typical things that bring people to your church, um, that get people interested in your church. And so obviously, like, I'm not in charge of our website. And so that's where we look at Connections Ministry um, has a lot of people speak into its life here at Vail Church because um, we'll talk about how the website should have this language and that language. It shouldn't say welcome home. It, sh- it shouldn't say join us. And we, we have these conversations about what what works well for the guest. How is this a great entry point? Um, and then we talk about, okay, so once they show up to Vail Church and I don't know how much you guys are seeing um, so yeah, we see the whole thing. Well, so once they get to here, this place called Vale, or get to your church, um, mm-hmm. how are we connecting with them right away? And so at Vale, um, we have five uh, main guest services teams here. Um, we have our parking lot team. Um, our parking lot team is a balance of of silly and function. So they make sure, like, I mean, they're they're waving at people that are driving by our church. They're never going to turn into the parking lot that weekend. Um, they wave at people coming into the church. They typically point people to the best parking spot. And then there's somebody there that has identified that spot that helps them hold that spot. And then we have two golf carts that zip around our parking lot um, as safely as possible um, <laughs> and, and help guests uh, get to the door. And it's really helpful on hot days and, and really cold days. That's cool. um, it's really helpful for single moms. It's really, I mean, it's, it's just helpful period. Um, sometimes they're in the South parking lot and they pick me up. It's helpful. Um, we have greeters, uh, and those are, are specifically people who hold doors open. So one thing we talked about veils, I guess never touches the door handle. Like that's just a thing. for that. uh, cool. We yeah. don't hold doors open with our butts because no one likes anything done with their butt. You guys can edit that out. Um, <laughs> we're just like, no, like we, we hold the door open for every guest. Every time we don't just, we're not door stops. Uh, we're serving people. And so we, we're going to hold the door open for every guest as they come in and let the door close if, if timing permits. We're not going to slam it in front of somebody's face. We can reopen the door so we can prove a point. Um, our hosts serve with our greeters. These are people who um, are trained to identify first-time guests. And that pretty much means the people who are looking at the ceiling. People look at the ceiling. People who, They're looking for signage. They're looking for waymarking signage and so we just find those people we never ask them are you new we ask them a serving based question hey how can i help you um do you need help finding anything and and typically when you ask somebody that question their next statement is oh yes i'm new and so you don't have to target them and say hey are you new you look out of place you you look like you're doing something wrong um we just ask if we can serve them um next we have a cafe team um they serve in the cafe um (laughs) It's pretty simple, um, but we just have some, some, I would say different expectations than maybe other churches where our cafe team, they, they serve people. They walk around the cafe um, they ask if we can refresh beverages because we stole that language from Chick-fil-A. Um, I mean, we want to provide a, a really great guest experience, even for the people who attend our service in the cafe. Um, you have this thing here. It's called the, the WCT. Um, that's our worship center team. Um, okay. That's what we call ushers so that we have younger people on our usher team. Um, Because typically when you think usher, it's the people who pass this golden plate with a red velvet bag attached to it. 
And we just realized, like, hey, with our church and our church's history, um, people could think Usher and think old. They could think fun. And so we call it our worship center team. um, And there's different portions of that team who help people find seats, who take up the offering, who hand out in-service elements. Um, And so all of a sudden it becomes more than just what they picture it to be. And then the last team that's listed is our connections team. And that's the team that we point first time guests to during service. So, Hey, fill out this card. Um, when you fill out this card, we'll make a donation in your honor to a nonprofit ministry partners. And we'll say something off the cuff, like if you get nothing out today, know you made a difference in someone's life just by being here. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And, and it's cool because when we do it and to, um, it definitely strikes a chord with people and lets them know the heart of our church. And then we, we, do what most churches would do as well. So we say, Hey, if you drop this filled out card at the information center on your way out, um, we'll give you, we have a free gift for you just for stopping by. And our connections team are the people who connect with first time guests, help answer very small pointed questions about bail, but most importantly gives them that um, gift. Um, yeah, and so just not to interrupt, but just so for the people that are listening on the podcast, I wish you guys could see this and I wish we could hit every point, but we won't have, have time, but he's got basically a flow chart and across the top, he's got the entry points Then he's, you know, that he talked about, you know, how can people find us? Um, Vail church itself. That's what he just went over. And then he goes to the follow-up um, for what is FTG standpoint? FTG is for first time guests. Follow up for first time guests and then follow up for first time decision, first time decisions and then growth track and then partner. And then there's a flow chart through all this. So um, certainly we'll make, hopefully we can make this available on our website. Could we get a copy of that? Absolutely. Yeah. That won't be a problem. So if you're listening online and you want to see that, we'll have that um, in a, sh- in the show notes on the podcast mm-hmm. side, and then it'll be housed on our website, but just to kind of talk about the, the top, the, the next four points. Yeah. We'll just go across the big one. So, yeah. um, so as they get involved in our church, we get their information. That's, um, and this is what the key is. We, we Even when somebody shows up to the information center and their card isn't filled out all the way, um, we encourage to try and get as much information because we do have different processes each week for first-time guests that we we follow up with. And we follow up our, with our first-time guests for 21 days with eight touch points from um, texts, um, emails, phone calls, and a handwritten letter. That handwritten letter also has a voucher to our cafe. So hopefully they'll come back that next week and be able to use it and get a free donut to keep their kid quiet. Um, whatever it might look like. And so we follow up with three weeks. Every email is very pointed towards the next step from, hey, coming back and highlights an event that we have called First Step where we connect with first-time guests very intentionally. And at First Step, we point them to growth track. Um, the second email is to get them connected to our social media. We just let them know, hey, our church is a click away. Um, so follow us on social media. And it's just, it's fun watching it because I send that email out on a Tuesday and between Wednesday and Thursday, we get like, 25 new likes. I'm like, ah, that was me. That's great. <laughs> um, and then week three, um, it uses some really soft language. That if you're to read it, you probably understand, Hey, this is, this seems like the last email they're going to send me. Um, but it's also the biggest uh, close or sell because we're trying to get them into our growth track. So um, that's great, man. It's, it's such an awesome flow of it like what are you using to track all that like what what software what is this all in is it i'm assuming most of it's automated yeah yeah so we use um ccb um so the ccb covers the emails uh the text we use a service called text in church yeah we love text in church yeah so cheap and as soon as you find an admin that can put it in for you it's so easy 
Um, and I mean, we, we have volunteer admins, so people listening, there are people in your church who want to volunteer and can only volunteer throughout the week for an hour. And those people are great at doing admin tasks. And Mark, so this is great. Um, and we'll put that up on the side, but in the meantime, you'll need to unshare your screen. Stop share. Yeah. It's just stop share. There you go. Cool. Nice. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so with, with all that though, and, and moving people through the system, your heart when we first started talking is, is really kind of as great as that is, yeah. you want it to be about connecting people. Can you talk a little bit about just your heart and what's happened recently? Yeah. Um, so about a, a year and a half ago, I was asked to join the staff here at Vale. And one of the, the struggles was like, Hey, I don't, I don't want to become a systems driven person or solely systems driven person. Um, and, and one of the big things that I have the benefit of that I don't think many people get to is um, my lead pastor constantly communicates to me like, Hey, um, your, your job is to, is to honor God. Like that, that's your number one job. You have a job description, you have goals. Um, your number one job is to honor God. And he knows my story, um, the ins and outs of like how, how gritty it got for me and my family. Um, and so now I'm at a point where even though we have this chart and we have teams and coaches and, and all this stuff that could look good on the outside, um, the hardest that the people who are putting these names into a database, we want to know, like, Hey, these are people um, just as much as if there was, excuse me, a, a lady crying in the hallway at our church, um, we would never walk by them and just be like, Oh, we'll get to you next week. Mm. Uh, that process cue that can, that can handle another 10 days. Um, because when they fill out that card, um, there's some intentionality behind on their part. Like, People aren't stupid. Uh, people know that when you give them your, their phone number, they've given you permission to call them or things like that. And so uh, we would say that we, and, and here's the thing, like the, the woman that is crying in the church, you know, there's something wrong. When you, when you get a card, you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what disaster, divorce, death they're dealing with in their family or what that they're going to be dealing with. And so there's a huge burden responsibility for us to take this information, which represents a person, which represents a soul and ask, how can we serve them best? Um, and because it's not a physical person in the hallway crying, um, we have to do our best um, to give them a system that serves them, that gives them touch points, that gives them the opportunities to talk to us, um, which the, the text in church thing is cool because they're able to text us back. And we speak cool. We send this massive text out to maybe 45 first time guests three times in the course of 21 days. And sometimes we might highlight a series and they'll say something back about the series and I'm able to get on my phone and message them back. And so um, what we're able to do with information is the same thing that we're able to do with, uh, we'll uh, do what we can do best if it was a physical person. Uh, And so that's what we stress from the data entry side to the emails to the process cues and the groups that we draw people into it. These are people and, and not to um, say for a namesake, but like people matter more um, than all of than 98% of what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. People matter more. Totally. Probably a hundred percent. Yeah. Some people get all mad because I'm like, people matter more and like, no, Jesus matters more. I'm like, ah, Uh, (laughs) he was a people too. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ugh, sorry. 
<laughs> We've got a good friend, Dave Adamson, that, that coined the phrase that numbers matter because people count. And, you know, maybe that can give you a little balance yeah. to what you're, you're thinking about there. Yeah, that'd be a really long URL, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I love it, though. Like, I, I love that you're using the technology not just to automate everything um, and work them through that process and hope that they go through the whole whole process and end up being a church member who's on a growth track, but that you're actually interjecting along each step to reply back to those texts, to reply back to those emails. Um, what does that look like? Is that you doing that? Or do you have a team that does that? Like what, what all goes into actually being able to, you know, you got 45 new people a week. Uh, you know, it sounds like on average and interacting with them can probably be a full-time job, right? It is a full-time job. Uh, (laughs) So uh, because most of it can be automated, um, that takes a little bit of the burden off. The fact that we've been able to identify some really great volunteers that do the data entry side of it, um, that makes it really easy. Um, As far as a first-time guest follow-up, those emails are shot out from me, um, and so they're replied to by me. What's good is most of the time I can answer those questions with the systematic next step. Oh, yeah, I want to know more about what the church believes and blah, 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 blah. Um, Hey, yeah, you should really come to First Step. It's a great opportunity to find out who we are as a church, where we're going, how you can be a part of it. Cool. Uh, That can be like a canned response even that you you just think it's done, right? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's in a word format, so I can just copy it and go. Um, and same thing for, for groups that they're like, Hey, I, I really want to join a group. I'm like, Hey, you should really check out, um, growth track. Cause it's actually a four week, we call it a four week small group experience where you learn about our church and our core values. Um, and one of our core values is connect intentionally. Most churches have a core value that's based around small groups. Um, and so that's why we point them to that because, Hey, we don't just want you to do the what of group. We want you to know our, our why and our how behind it. And so what's cool is, most of the things that they're asking about, as long as it's not like some out of left field theological question, we're able to answer with things like group link, growth track, first step. Um, a few times a week, I find myself getting coffee with somebody because they, they share something really serious in, yeah. in their email of why they ended up at our church. I'm like, hey, let's let's go grab some coffee. We'll talk about that. Let's dive into that. I, I was going to ask, like, what's the escalation? Uh, policy there like is that just you uh, all the time saying you know what this this is deeper than an automated response can i can take out for coffee or is that passing off certain things to certain pastors or how does that work um can you repeat that question again about what's the escalation yeah i was just saying like what what is the escalation process with that if somebody does have an answer that that can't really be replied with like a resource or come to this class it's it's something that does go a little deeper. They have a deep prayer request or, you know, a need that, that maybe takes some pastoral care. Is yeah. that you asking them out to coffee or do you escalate? That would, that? Um, well, I, I think at that point the, the system gets a little bit more organic. So if it turns into more of a benevolence thing, we have someone on staff who handles that okay. um, uh, a prayer issue because all these um, systemized emails, they all end with, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. So we're, we're opening the door for it. Um, and we want it. We want that connection. Yeah, um, And so it, if it's benevolence, we know there's a specific person for that. If it's prayer, um, we, we can dive into that via email. And I think at that point, it gets really organic where, hey, and it also comes to a point where, hey, my answer might not be the answer you want. And 
and really, I don't, I don't want you to have it in typed printable format. Sure. Um, I'd rather just say he said, and I can be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you can, you can track that and you're creating those opportunities. Like so often you just fill out a card and it goes into the system and, you know, they hope that, you know, we hope that they come back, but when we're actually asking people for this information and, and we're paying attention to what they're saying, then I think that creates lots of opportunity yeah. for us to connect with them. Cause that's, that's how people, you know, get into the system of a church. Yeah. And stay, I mean, that's like, I don't think what I do makes our church grow. Um, but I think that whatever God is doing to allow these people to come, if we can honor that in a way that once again, we're, we're serving these people, we're serving this information. Well, um, maybe they'll stick around a little bit longer than they would have if, if we had it. And that's why we do what we do every Sunday yes. and oh, have yeah. that system in place. So man, I love your heart uh, for getting beyond the numbers and beyond the systems and just connecting people. And I'm, I'm just, I just know this is going to resonate with our listeners and people out there that, feel that same tension that man it's not there's got to be more to it than just moving people through the Mm -hmm. system so we appreciate you taking the time out of of your busy schedule and joining us and sharing with that and and um tell people how um they can find you online if they want to connect with you cool yeah so i i've got facebook twitter instagram those are my main three snapchat but that's just gonna be like gym pics and my kids screaming um but uh, (laughs) let's just go to uh, my website peoplemattermore.com um, and that'll have links to all my social media stuff uh, at the bottom of the page if you click connect. So um, would love to sort of you guys, whoever's listening, um, churches in any capacity. Um, it, it's about the kingdom. So it is. And we'll make sure we get that in the show notes for people to find that easily. But Mark Weaver, man, thanks. Thanks again for taking the time. We really appreciate you. Cool. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. Visit us at thatcc.com for additional resources for church communicators.